On the tee, the knackered golfist. Four, please. The knackered golfist now driving. You are listening live to the Knackered Golfist Podcast. The Knackered Golfist Podcast. Welcome to the Knackered Golfist Podcast. I'm your host, the Knackered Golfist, and I just, uh, I'm excited because I got to watch a little bit of golf uh, this Sunday afternoon, and I when I didn't think I'd be able to because of the weather delay. Um, Pebble Beach uh, has been delayed as far as the uh, tournament goes until tomorrow, February 6th, and they're going to conclude the tournament tomorrow. And it's because they had a <clears throat> severe wind delay yesterday over at uh, the Monterey Peninsula Golf Course where they had uh, – you know, it's one of the courses that they're having in the pro am event. What they did today was they they uh, ended the tournament uh, for the pro am, or sorry, the uh, the am pro, the pro am am pro, whatever the heck it is. The amateur portion of the tournament was stopped and it was ended, and uh, somebody, some team won that. And I'm so thankful that they did that because if they would have had the amateurs out there this afternoon it really would have slowed down play and they probably never would have finished. Nobody ever would have finished. So it ended well because the, uh, the sun was the, the sunset after the CBS coverage ended was so awesome. And it just was able, I was just able, I've never seen Pebble beach at sunset and it was just gorgeous today. And I just had to tell myself, you know, there is a God and there is, there is a uh, possibility to see a sunset in a beautiful part of the world in Monterey at Pebble Beach. And I was, I left feeling inspired and uh, hopeful for the, uh, for the future. So tomorrow the tournament will end <clears throat> and it's going to, the coverage will start at eight o'clock Pacific on Peacock or the golf channel. And I'm thankful to uh, my better half for getting the Peacock uh, streaming service, and I was able to watch the rest of the tournament after the uh, tournament went off air on CBS, and it was just unbelievable. It was really, really, really cool to see that. You know, we had, you know, the leaderboard basically is Justin Rose in first place, followed by Malnati, Brendan Todd, Keith Mitchell, and Taylor Pendrith is uh, rounding up the uh, the top five spots on the leaderboard, and uh, it's. Uh, it, I'm thinking that Justin Rose is going to win tomorrow because he uh, it'll be a long time coming for him because his last victory was in 2019 at the uh, Farmers Insurance Open in San Diego, and he won it with uh, Hanma Golf Equipment, and he changed everything. He went away from TaylorMade, and he went away from probably – I think he may have still played the uh, TaylorMade ball, but uh, he went to Hanma Golf Equipment, which is a traditional Japanese forging uh, company that are known for high quality uh, persimmon woods and also forged irons. And uh, he went to that company. I don't know if he's with them anymore, but I, I saw him. I think he's playing a Taylor May, sorry, a uh, Titleist Pro V1 golf ball. But he's uh, he's looking good. He's with Morgan Stanley, and he's looking really sharp out there. You know, great course, great guys. You know, lots of peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows. And it's just working out well for him this week, and it's really inspiring. And I hope he wins because he's a he's a good guy out there, and he uh, he's uh, 
he's honoring the PGA tour by showing up and he's one of the, he's ranked 71. He's ranked 71st in the world on the, on the world rankings right now. He won the U S open at Marion back in 2013. And his, and like I said before, his most recent win was in 2019 at Torrey Pines, uh, when he, uh, won the tournament in the, uh, in the, the Silicon Valley of golf, which is down in San Diego, he beat all the major brands with the Hanma golf equipment. And, uh, it was a, uh, it was an amazing accomplishment just to beat, he beat Titleist, he beat Callaway, he beat TaylorMade. And I think he also beat Cleveland. I think they're all down there in Carlsbad area. And there's probably another, Oh, Ping is in Phoenix, so that's next week. So they're all going to be down there next week. So for all the folks, for all the for all the upper echelon, uh, highly ranked golfers that didn't show up this week, uh, I guess uh, Justin Thomas was down in uh, Palm Springs practicing on the range. He was posting stuff on Instagram, and he was uh, doing his own thing. You know, Pebble Beach wasn't that big of a deal on his list, so... I'm glad that uh, the folks that did show up did show up, and they still uh, they still trot they still got through the uh, the weather and the long days and the uh, the three golf courses that the caddies have to map out for their tour players. Just the unending sort of data that has to go into preparing for this tournament, and it's only it's only a sort of a medium tier golf event now. It might be a lower tier now because of the uh, because of the purse. But, uh, you know, they, there's a lot of stuff that goes into this tournament. You know, I was hearing the coverage, the guys on the telecast were saying that also the, uh, the greens haven't been mowed since, uh, Friday afternoon or Friday morning. And that, I don't know if that's the same for the fairways, but, uh, they were rolling them and they were sort of, and with POA greens, it's really difficult to have an even surface if they're not mowed, uh, for a PGA tour tournament. So you know, it, it, it turned out well. It wasn't, it, I think them, I think I, they kept my interest when they said that they got the, they, they stopped the uh, play of the amateur tournament, the pro-am part of it. And I'm so happy that they did that. So I just got to say that, uh, you know, seeing Justin Rose do well and actually seeing most of the front nine, actually, no, I, I saw all of the front nine today at Pebble Beach and I thought the uh, the most amazing shot must have been the uh, the shot the the second shot for Justin Rose on six when he hit this uh, second shot with an iron out of the bunker. He airmailed the hill on number six and got on in two and made eagle. And uh, I thought that was I thought that was great. And I think that's a uh, that was a really good that was a really good play. And so by the way, uh, his caddy looked a lot like Kurt Busch, who is of NASCAR uh, racing fame. Look just like him, and I don't know if it is him, but they're down in, uh, they're down at the Oakland. Sorry, they're down at the LA Coliseum tonight, and they're racing, and didn't look like it was that popular. So I was sort of channeling, channeling back and forth. The Pro Bowl didn't look interesting either, um, and that sort of thing. So anyway, I'm looking for, you know, it's cool. You know, they had a, and also the commercials that they didn't run. There was there were several there was at least two or three spans of at least like half an half an hour runs of the coverage today on CBS that did not have any commercials in it at all, and I was I was jumping up and down because it's like oh my god I'm actually getting into this, and the golf is compelling and it's also Pebble Beach, and 
You're not being distracted by endless AT&T commercials, you know, distracting you from whatever it is. And so they're not doing they weren't doing any of the playing through stuff either. And that goes for the uh, the Peacock stuff, too, because the Peacock, when it got on Peacock, there were there weren't any commercials during that because I think they need to get as much golf done to be able to get off air, to be able to uh, to get on with the day. And so they're going to finish up tomorrow. And I got to say also that Trevor Immelman is a, a really good analyst. He's a, the lead analyst for the uh, CBS uh, sports coverage of the golf. And I think he does a good job because he's not stroking his ego in any way. He's sort of he's he's really comfortable with himself and he's not uh, trying to overemphasize thir- certain things. He's able to commentate on things that he sees and he notices and he has insight on a lot of stuff, and he was also the International uh, President's Cup captain. I thought he did a really good job, and he didn't step on Jer- Jim Nance's toes at all. And Jim Nance didn't step on his toes at all either. And so, you know, Nick Faldo became a- an insufferable oaf after a, per- after a certain period of time where he was, you know, babbling on about something else that nobody really cared about. So... I thought it was good. I thought it was good to hear him. I thought Colton Ost uh, did a good job with the con- on-course commentary, and also Dottie Pepper was great, also. And they do a good. They did a good job this week. They did. They didn't have a lot of commercials. They didn't have a lot of stroking of egos and all that stuff. You know, Amanda Renner had some interviews. I thought she did a good job for the most part. Uh, and then you know, I had a good time watching golf this afternoon. It was it was good, and so. I'm hopeful, and next week is going to be the Phoenix Open from TPC at Scottsdale for a really, really big purse, and it's going to be Super Bowl weekend, and that's, that tournament's going to be on fire. It's going to be rowdy. It's going to be good, and and also, it was really cold and windy and rainy, and a lot of the fans, even though they spent $95 to get in there for that tournament, they were somewhat subdued because they were cold and they wanted to stay warm. They weren't going to... Uh, burst out and, and yell out for after having too many cocktails so i thought it was good good tournament all around and i don't know how firm or moist the golf course was but i apparently it looks from the looks of it the course drained pretty well and uh like the uh the folks the folks from the pga tour were saying the green the the course drains really well and they did have a downpour of rain that lasted for about 10 or 15 minutes, but they got through it and Justin Rose was on eight and he was getting a little, uh, little testy with the cameraman, but uh, they got through it and it just ended up being a spectacular sunset and they ended the play at sunset just a little bit after sunset. And uh, just the fact that they had that going and you were able, once that horn sounds, you're able to complete the uh, the play that you're on that hole and you're able to complete it and that's that's good and you can just start fresh tomorrow and it's basically uh, the leaders on the back are on the back nine and uh, there might be there might be six or seven guys playing tomorrow on the back nine to complete the uh, tournament so all in all it was a good experience and I uh, I was just so thankful to be able to just sit and watch golf with the uh, Pebble Beach and not being interrupted by commercials. Or and my and Mr. Producer was doing his homework in his room and it was just great. I was just able to watch it by myself and just and just add insight when I thought I could. And it was just great. It was just great. Oh, they also have this new technology where they can predict where the ball is going to land on the green, and they demonstrated it on the fifth hole. 
and uh, Jim Nance was making a big deal out of it, how the player would hit the shot and, and the computer, the algorithm, whatever it is, would determine based on launch angle or whatever it is where the ball would land on the green. And, and it was pretty close. It was pretty close. And I noticed on the fifth hole that they had all these, they had at least four or five sensors sort of surrounding the green, like it was almost like uh, drones in the air or sort of satellites or whatever you call it, sort of, you know, I don't know if it's, uh, if it's uh, doing whatever it does with lasers or whatever it is with freaking laser beams on top of their heads. Anyway. I thought it was cool. It was, you know, takes people out of the equation there, and I don't really like that. But uh, it was, it seemed cool for what it was. And then they had a thing with with Keith Mitchell and how he was on the third hole, and they were conversing with him about how decisions were made and how he approached uh, playing his hole this the third hole, and he hit a drive that he thought was going to go in the bunker, and. He thought he was going to be in the bunker, but he was just short of it. And then I guess at the last second on a second shot, the caddy sort of pulled him off and said, hey, if you go too far on this one, you're going to go OB and it's not going to be good and you're going to be uh, out of bounds. And so he pulled away and he sort of reconvened, gathered his thoughts, and he uh, he made the shot happen. He got on the green in two, but he missed the putt for birdie. So... That was kind of cool. He had one of those Apple earbuds in one of his ears, and uh, they walked with him down the fairway, and they had the camera on him the whole time. And I thought that was interesting, and that might be – they might. oh, man, if they did that at Augusta National, look out, man. But at that tournament, it's probably – it's not as big of a deal as it would be for another big tournament, especially being early in the round like that. It was on the front nine, and it wasn't on the back nine, and – this week was was whacked out because of the uh, the wind, you know, disturbing all the all the schedules that had been planned and preordained for the uh, for the week. But you know that still baffles me that they stopped play because the winds were too high. When Tom Kite won the U.S. Open in 1992 with gale force winds, and that had to be. That had to be more wind than they were dealing with uh, yesterday at Monterey Peninsula. And I'm wondering also that they stopped the play because of the amateurs not being able to keep up. And and that's another thing is that if you have, why don't you just have the amateur tournament conclude on Saturday and then you can just have the tour pros play the final round on Sunday and not be interrupted by the amateurs. How about that? That would be great. That way the tournament would finish on in a timely manner and not be bottled up by by uh, amateurs, you know, slowing people down and whatnot. So anyway, I don't know what else I can say about that, but the course was beautiful to see and the, the waves were crashing and they had a lot of cameras out on the front nine and I only saw I only saw 18 once today. I saw all the other holes on the front nine you know, once today, and there was a shot where this uh, Denny McCarthy was shooting lights out on the uh, back nine, and he was on 14. I just saw the sort of dusk light settle on the 14th uh, fairway at Pebble Beach, and I just thought it was gorgeous. And so I snapped a picture of that for the Instagram page, so I thought that was cool. So I had a good time watching golf today, and I'm not going to be able to watch it tomorrow to see who wins, but I'll find out later, and it's going to be, I think it'll be Justin Rose. I think he'll uh, he'll hang on and he'll prevail, and it'll be, it'll be 
a victory that he should have had at the uh, 2019 U.S. Open when he was defeated by Gary Woodland. He finished second place at the 2019 U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, and I thought that uh, for him to win, for him to win, it would be really something, and it would, uh, you know, it would, it would, it would be a good name on that uh, on that uh, trophy. So. Anyway, I think it's a good time to stop. Uh, oh, I ha- anyway, I had a, I went to the putting green yesterday, and I made a little video of me putting around with my with my new Acushnet Bullseye. It's a wide blade version, and I kind of wonder if it's the version that Corey Pavin used for all those years. Um, but I uh, I made a little music video out of it with a Nat King Cole song. Um, because I because it's sort of it's sort of Groundhog Day weekend and I love the uh, movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Didn't get to see Bill Murray uh, yesterday, but I did see one of his swings and he still he still swings a club good, still swings it good. Um, anyway, he's like the only guy that I wanted to see, and also I wanted to see Manolo out there. Manolo, who's on Instagram, is with the Tropicana Barbershop guys down in uh, I think it's. Um, I think it's uh, Ontario or Claremont or oh, what's that town that's out beyond Ontario? Anyway, I can't remember. Oh, uh, Rancho Cucamonga. That's who it is. I don't know. Maybe that's too far away. But those guys have a barbershop down there and they're big into golf and they're always posting stuff on their Instagram page. And so to see Manolo doing a uh, sort of thing with the with the AT&T Pebble Beach National Pro-Am was cool and he had he made a video today and he posted it and it was with Jim Nance in it and it was awesome and uh, Manolo's awesome I hope uh, I thought I'm wondering is he I'm, is he a professional is that why he couldn't play in the tournament cuz I don't know maybe maybe he's a teaching professional I don't know but he's uh, he, he'd be awesome to be able to play in that amateur event if he is an amateur I don't think he is I think he's a professional but uh, anyway, it was good to see him, and that's about all that I wanted to see. You know, I would have liked to also see Eric Anders Lang out there if he would play in that amateur tournament. Um, but it was, you know, Aaron Rodgers and 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 Josh, uh, you know, the guy from the Buffalo Bills. Um, he played in that tournament, and uh, I think Larry Fitzgerald was out there, and there was a few other folks. Uh, Michael Pena from uh, Ant Man was in there. So anyway, it was, you know, the amateurs, you know, is still there's we we got to have congruent we got to have we got to pick it up. We got to pick up the pace of play and we got to finish on time and so the amateurs sort of slow that stuff down and so it was good to see the pros play today and not the amateurs. So I'm just going to end it with that. So check out my YouTube video The Knackered Golfist on YouTube and check out the my newest video with my uh, little music video of me putting on the green at Thunder Valley Golf Resort at Whitney Oaks and I was sort of in between raindrops myself yesterday and I had I had a, a great hat that I got sent to me I got it for my birthday and it's a uh, it's called a it, the company name is called Utopia and it's spelled differently I'll put that in my uh, in my description it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a Gatsby timeless hat and it's like a uh, an old-time sort of Ben Hogan type of hat that has it's almost like a Scottish looking hat but um, it's a great company, and I think it's cool. And they're out of Baltimore, Maryland, and I think it's a uh, it's a cool hat, and I like it. So it's called Utopia Y O O T O P E A Golf, and they're on Instagram, and they have good stuff. 
So they love golf, and uh, the owner is a, a good guy, and he makes videos, and he's a he's a, a passionate golf fan, and I uh, hope I get to meet him or talk to him one of these days. So, all right, folks, thanks for listening. This is the Knackered Golf is signing off. Thanks for thanks CBS and Peacock for having good golf coverage this weekend. I'm excited. I'm inspired, and I'll be telling probably Grant Napier about it tomorrow. So, thanks for listening. Good night. God bless America. On the tee, the knackered golfist. Four, please. The knackered golfist now driving. You are listening live to the knackered golfist podcast. The knackered golfist podcast. And I was I was jumping up and down because it's like, oh my God, I'm actually getting into this. And the golf is compelling. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. This is the Knackered Golfist Radio Network.